welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today, our guest is Tyrus Gross. He's the author of the book, Get the Deals Now. And he's also sharing with us today how the five pillars of the success path that will drastically help improve our success in real estate. And he's been buying and selling houses for profits for over 30 years. So he's here to share his expertise with us and give us a couple of different actionable items that we can apply in our own daily lives today. So Tyrus, welcome to the show. And how are you doing? Thank you, Eileen. I appreciate it. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. So Tyrus, can you share with us a little bit more about your background and how you got started with real estate? Sure. I got started in real estate in 1989 in Los Angeles, California. And Eileen, I must say that in the very beginning, I really, really struggled. One of the gentlemen that I was working with, he was saying, well, you need to get the pre-foreclosure list And that's basically a list of people that are about to go through foreclosure and go door knocking and see if you can buy their house. So I did that. I knocked on a lot of different doors and I talked to a lot of different people. And by the way, I would not suggest doing this. I mean, a lot of these people are very emotional, as you can imagine, and distressed. And long story short, I spent months and months of my time wasting my time trying to get these deals. And then I spoke with another individual and this person said, well, you need to get the REO list, the real estate owned list. Basically, that's where the house was foreclosed on. It went to auction. It didn't sell it at auction. It went back to the lender, whether it's B of A or Wells Fargo, whoever, and reach out to the asset manager, the REO manager and buy it from them. Well, if you've ever tried that before, it works if you have already have an established relationship with these people. If not, You're calling people. You think you have the right person on the line. You're leaving a message. Long story short, again, I spent months and months of my time and I didn't get anywhere. I wasted my time. And then another person said, well, you need to do the lease option to purchase and so on and so forth. But I can tell you, Eileen, everything, and that was six years, six years that I did this. But again, this was in Los Angeles. When I walked into the Los Angeles Real Estate Investors Club, everything changed for me. When I walked inside the door, inside the table, or inside the door, there's this, this big table, all these flyers on it. And a lot of these flyers were from wholesalers. So basically, for example, let's say the ARV is 400,000 and the ARV is just simply the after repair value. So it's what it, it should be worth based on the sold comps. So the wholesaler was listing it. Here's the ARV at 400,000, but you can buy it for $280,000. So you can imagine my surprise and my enthusiasm when I ran across this because I've been wasting all this time. And then all of a sudden I realized, well, wait a minute, there's something called a real estate wholesaler. And all I need to do is find these wholesalers and buy directly from them. And everything changed for me at that point. I just started buying from wholesalers. And when I did, when a person, whether it's me or someone else or you or anyone buys directly from wholesalers, it's much more streamlined. You're a lot quicker. You do a lot more deals or you have the opportunity to do more deals. It's very, uh, it saves time. You're not anxious. 
It reduces the stress and anxiety, all that stuff. So I'm sold on buying from wholesalers. Harris, for six years, you did door knocking and then you changed your strategy a little bit and to do a different strategy. But during that time, you said you didn't really make too much traction. So what kept you going within real estate, even though you weren't seeing the momentum that you were anticipating and expecting? Very good question. Well, let me clarify. The six years was spent between door knocking, the REO list, calling the REOs, doing the lease option to purchase, you know, those three or four different methods that I tried. But it was, you're right, six years of just like, what in the world do I have to do to succeed here? I mean, I see other people succeeding. What do I have to do? So to answer your question, what kept me going? Well, first of all, I am very driven. I just do not give up. That's one of the things that I think is really, really important when you succeed at anything. You just don't give up. You may have to change your plan, go to like plan B or even plan C or consult with a mentor, something, but don't give up. So what kept me going? First of all, it's just who I am. I just, I don't give up. Second, I saw other people succeeding and I knew that I could succeed at this. I just needed the right strategy. Perfect. So when you found this strategy of looking for and buying directly from wholesales, talk to us how that changed the trajectory of how you started doing business and how you started thinking about real estate and growing your business from there. It changed everything. To buy a wholesale deal is like a light bulb. I started dealing with this one individual that was, he was wholesaling houses, single family residences, but he's also buying commercial wholesale deals. So he and his partner, his business partner, they moved into a big commercial building that they had bought wholesale and they rented out the other you know, sides of the commercial building. So they were basically living rent free in this big commercial building. So it changed my mindset more than anything. It's just like, it's, this is what I need to be doing. So and I was a lot happier, Eileen, because when you fail and fail and fail, you start getting miserable. It's like, what do I have to do? So I was a lot happier. The transformation was night and day. I went from being frustrated to being very happy. And I started obviously doing more deals, closing more deals. I started networking with private lenders and hard money lenders. And what I refer to is hybrid lenders. So I started making that side of the the equation. I started making relationships on that side of the equation because when you buy wholesale deals, there's two pieces to it, two main pieces. And that is buying from the wholesalers, building those relationships up, but also building relationships up with people that give you the ability to pay all cash for these deals. So the lenders. So I worked on those two sides and it expanded my business. It basically, well, just night and day, about the best I can describe that and being very happy and much more at peace. Walk us through the five pillars of the success path that you've been able to come across that you've also share with you know the people in your network and the people that come to you so that they're able to achieve and you know cut some of that pain of learning it on their own and you know expedite some of their learning curves. Yes, yes. And this is why I created the success path. And that's why I coach people because I want to show people this is the right way to do it. You don't have to you know, bang your head on the wall here. There's a better way to do this. So the success path basically has five different elements or pillars to it. And the first one is knowing where to find the wholesalers. So finding the wholesalers and dealing with the wholesalers and speaking their lingo. The second one is private lenders. 
how to find private lenders. And when I say private lenders, I'm talking about private lenders, hard money lenders, and also what I refer to as a hybrid lender. So a hybrid lender is really a hard money lender that is being very, very competitive. For example, a normal hard money lender, they'll charge like three or four points origination to get the loan, and then they'll charge like 12 or 13% interest for that loan. But a hybrid, it is a, a hard money lender, but they're being much more competitive. They're more like one, one and a half percent on the origination. And in terms of the interest, like eight, eight and a half percent. So they're very, very competitive and they're not going to run out of money. So these hybrid lenders, I really love them. Those in the private lenders, I love both of those. So element number two is finding and reaching out to these private lenders that will help you fund the wholesale deal. Element number three is money partners. Money partners you may or may not need. So money partners, let's give you an example. So let's say you can buy your wholesale deal at $280,000, right? That's the asking price. That's what you agreed on. So $280,000. But the lender will only lend you, let's say, $300,000. So you're short $20,000. If you don't come up with that $20,000, you're not going to close. You need so, some gap funding there. Exactly. Gap funding. It's exactly what it is, but on a smaller scale. So that's when these money partners come in into the equation and they provide that $20,000, you know, whatever it is. And our example is $20,000 on larger deals like a six or $700,000 deal or 800,000, that gap can be more like 70 or $80,000. So they're pretty important. And examples of money partners, I love nurses, hospital nurses, managers, software engineers. There's a lot of different potential money partners out there. But I love the nurses, especially the hospital nurses, because many of them work 12 hours, They 12 hour shifts. They make good money, but they're just tired. They don't have the time to go and invest in real estate or do the legwork. So those are good examples. Managers, same thing. A lot of managers that work 50 or 60 hours a week and they, they come home, they're just tired. They have the money, but they don't have the drive. So those are examples of money partners that come in and provide the seed capital, the gap funding. And then what we do is we split the profit on the back end, usually 50-50. And then the fourth element is making the right repairs, strategic repairs to the house. And it's related to the neighborhood and also the type of materials that we use. Like I love oil rub bronze fixtures, just as an example. We pay attention to curb appeal. We also look at the neighborhood. If it's a lower end neighborhood, we don't want to overspend, right? There is such a thing as overspending. So you spend based on the neighborhood. And also, if it's a higher end or medium area, then you can spend more and usually get your money back. You also choose the materials based on the neighborhood, a granite countertops versus non-granite countertops, so on and so forth. I'm just kind of skimming over the surface here, but you get the point. And then the fifth element is selling our houses quickly. And there's a lot of ways to sell your house quickly. One is to already have a buyer's list. You already have buyers that are interested and you're buying in their neighborhoods that they've already expressed a desire to live in. Another one is auctions. We've used auctions before, but instead of buying, we're actually selling the house. So we're getting a lot of people excited about buying our houses. And usually the top three to four people are serious and they want the house. So even if, I mean, you're only going to have one buyer, but at the end of the day, you have two or three other buyers that are still interested. So you have them to your buyer's list. 
Another example is loan brokers. And I've used this, I don't know how many times. I've got a real good friend that's a loan broker. I've got more than one, but I've got one loan broker. He's very, very, like me, very experienced. And he deals with subprime loans. He deals with all kinds of loans, but especially subprime loans. And what that is, is for people that have marginal credit. They either have you know, not so good credits or they have a very low down payment. So I work hand in hand with him. He educates me and then I turn in, educate my potential buyers. And a lot of these buyers don't even realize that they could buy a house. So that opens up a whole new you know, set of buyers and then they refer their friends. So the whole thing works really, really well. So I know that's just kind of skimming the surface here. I could go spend three hours on this, but that's basically the success path. So out of the success path, would number one of finding the wholesalers, would that be the first step to take? And then you would go in, then you would find your private lenders, your money partners, making the right repairs, and then selling your house quickly. That is the path that you want to follow from one to five. Yes. In that order, the first one is finding those, how to find those wholesalers. So finding the wholesalers, being ready for their questions. And then secondly, by using the, the hybrid lenders or the hard money lenders to buy them. And by the way, while we're on it, in terms of the wholesalers, it's important if you've never done a deal ever, if you've never done a deal, be ready for their questions. And there's two questions that they always ask if you've never dealt with them. The first is, okay, they're going to ask you, how are you going to close? Your answer, all cash. Followed shortly by, okay, how quickly can you close? You say seven days or less. So being prepared for those questions, and here's my answer, that's important because that shows, okay, you're a professional. And then number two, you know, finding the lenders and using them to close, they really go hand in hand. They're like almost like 1A and 1B, but in that order, wholesalers and then lenders. Once you have that piece of the puzzle put together, then you're in the box. So how do you even find wholesalers? Where do you even start to find potential wholesalers? Very, very good question. There's a lot of ways to, well, I have at least eight to nine different ways to find them. There's probably more than that, but there are eight different ways that are really good. One is, as what I mentioned earlier, especially if you're in a larger city, go to your local real estate investors club, start there. And usually there's one or two wholesalers there, depending on the size of the city. And if there isn't, you can talk with the host. The host usually knows. So that's one good way. And by the way, I'm hosting a free Zoom call. And for everybody on the call, I'm going to give them eight different ways. And I'm going to show them exactly how to find wholesalers in their own city. And I'm also going to give you at least one wholesaler's cell number and email address. So I'm going to show you how to do this. But I'm also going to say, you know what? Here. Contact this person as well. While you're learning how to do this, contact this wholesaler. So there's a lot of ways to do it, but the one that I prefer, I mean, then there's also bandit signs too. You know, there are bandit signs. There's other ways of finding these people. Uh, For me, I've been at it for a while. I actually get them emailed to me every day. I get bombarded with wholesalers, you know, with their wholesale deals around the country. And you can go to the websites. There's a number of different ways to do that. But And I'm going to show people that are on the Zoom call. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. 
Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. When you implement the success path here, do you focus on the markets within your own backyard, in your neighborhood, places where you can drive to, or do you focus on markets outside of your neighborhood and your current market that you live in? That is an excellent question. Excellent question. I always tell people, and I do this myself, focus on your own backyard, wherever you live. Let's say you're in Philadelphia. If they physically live in Philadelphia, I would focus on buying deals in Philadelphia because there's a whole number of reasons for this. Number one, you're going to know what market you're in. Whether, are you in a seller's market? Are you in a buyer's market? Are you are in a market, you know, a flat market, like a normal market? What market are you in? You're going to know that because you live there. If you don't know it, you can easily find out. You can find out in five or 10 days at the most what market you're in. Plus, you can walk into and inspect these wholesale deals. If you live there, it's much harder when it's a different state. So definitely focus on buying deals where you live. Plus, you're going to know when the trends change because markets change. I'm in Austin, Texas. This is a seller's market. It used to be a hyper seller's market. But you know the Fed's been raising rates and they've been kind of slowing things down. But we're still in a seller's market. And I know this because I live here, I work here, but I also see the jobs. There are a lot of jobs coming to this market. Still, Apple's building, I mean, 10 minutes from me at the most, they're expanding. They got phase one, phase two, phase three. Right now they're in phase one. And it's going to bring 5,000 jobs to me 10 minutes away. Tesla. Their Gigafactory is in South Austin. There's Samsung, there's Amazon. I know all this because I live here. I'm plugged in. So that's a long-winded answer, but I suggest people buy and sell in their own city. And let's say you do 10 deals. In my mind, nine deals right under your city. And if you wanted to on that 10th deal, maybe you branch out, you go to a different city or different state or whatever, but the vast majority of your flips should be in your own city. So once you find the wholesalers and you've set up that first success path, now you're looking for the private lenders. What does that conversation look like when you're networking and trying to bring them into your network? That's a very good question. It really depends on who you're talking to. If it's a private lender, and if that person is local, you can find them and you can go and talk to them. You can reference someone else that they lent to because they already lent to someone. So you can find them, talk about their deals, and you can bring your deals. Let's say I talked to Eileen. Eileen is a private lender. She's in my city. She has all this money. And then what I would do is I'd go and talk to you, maybe have dinner, maybe we go out and play golf or whatever. But I would bring my wholesale deals that I'm working on. These are the deals that I'm looking at. Here's all the profit potential in this deal. It's in this part of town. 
you know, these jobs are nearby. So it really depends on who you're talking to. If it's a hard money lender, it's a little different situation because that hard money lender may be in Chicago. You know, it depends on where they are. But every single one of them want to see that you are buying it right, that you're buying it low enough. There's enough equity in the deal. So that's the other thing. We talked about markets a second ago. In a seller's market, a wholesale deal is 80 to 85% of the ARV. In a buyer's market, it's the flip side of that. There's a lot of inventory out there. So in in a buyer's market, it's 60 to 65% of ARV. Normal market, 70% of ARV. So you bring in the deals that you're looking at, and you have that conversation surrounded based on the deal and based on the equity, because that's what they want to see. They want to feel secure. So that's, I could go another hour or two on this, but that's the bulk of it. You bring in deals because you don't want to bring in and say, you know, I'm thinking about, you don't want to be just guessing. You want to actually bring in deals that you're currently looking at, not hypotheticals. That goes a long ways. So you want to be able to show that you are buying correctly, that your business plan to bring it up and adding the repair costs into there is incorporated into your plan as well. So at the end of it, the margin is within you know what their expectations are. Yes, the wholesale buying criteria. And what I gave you earlier is a wholesale buying criteria for different markets, seller's market, buyer's market, or flat market. So as long as you know your market and you're buying correctly based on the wholesale buying criteria, you know, I mean, most of the time you're there and you might still be a little short, like we mentioned earlier on the money partners, they'll lend you the bulk of it, but not all of it. And some people already have the cash, 20,000. Okay. I can come up with 20,000. I don't need a money partner. Other people, they may need a money partner, but as long as you buy it correctly, the money will follow. You'll get the money. What has been the biggest pitfall that newer investors looking to wholesale and implement this strategy or you know, just getting started into this space? What is the biggest pitfall that they typically get into? Well, let's just assume that they can find the wholesale. You're talking about someone like me. In other words, someone that's going to flip the house, buy it from a wholesaler and flip it, right? Right. So the biggest problem is they're not really prepared for the answers, you know, or excuse me, prepared for the questions that the wholesaler is selling at. And also the money. Many of them don't know where to find the money. That's crucial. You can find the wholesale deal. Okay, but you got to fund this thing. So a lot of beginners won't know how to find the money or how to talk to the lender. By the way, I kind of skipped over this, but we also use something referred, well, I refer to it as reverse engineering. Reverse engineering to find private lenders in my own county, my own city. And I won't go into all the details, but basically what we're doing is we're using people that already have flipped houses and we're backing into this. We're seeing who is a private individual that is lending to these flippers. So that's another way, but basically money, you know, they're not prepared. They don't have the money lined up. That's usually the issue. And based off of the current market today, you know, what are you seeing in terms of like the deal flow and the lending side of things? Are people still optimistic about investing and buying houses and lending out money within real estate? That's a a very broad question. And it's a good question, but I'm going to narrow it down. Money is still out there. Even though interest rates have gone up, money is still out there. 
And I always want to tailor it to my area. So I'm going to focus on Austin. That's where I'm at. So Austin is still thriving. It's slowed down a little bit because of what the Fed was doing and raising rates, but it's still thriving because of the jobs. So the market is still here for housing and the lending is still here for housing. I get people you know, on my cell phone number, uh, lenders texting me all the time. So, hey, you know, are you still doing this? You're still doing that. So the money's still there as long as you're in a good area and you're buying it right. So Tyrus, what is next for you? What's next for me? Well, you know, at this point, Eileen, I really done well. So what I'm trying to do is turn around and help the other person up, help educate and help other people succeed, especially those that are beginning. I mean, I can help anyone, whether they're beginning or been at it for 10, 15 years, and everybody's in a different spot, but especially those that are beginning, they don't really know where to start. And those first two legs or elements, knowing how to find the wholesalers and what a wholesale deal is and finding the money to fund them, those two pieces are critical. So that's what I want to do. I want to help people be successful. And at the end of the day, we need to be as stress-free as possible. We need to be happy. If you do this right, it's not stressful. It's so interesting because so many people that I've talked to, once they get to a certain level of the success within their own personal lives, like typically the next steps for them is how do I give back to the community? What are some of the ways that I can share what I've learned and pass it on to the next generation? It's really interesting that that's the case. Yes. Well, I remember the first six years, you know, when I was in LA, I remember struggling. I'm like, dang, there's (laughs) got to be a better way. So I remember that. And I don't want people to go through that. So that's one of the reasons that I do this. Because I mean, I see success. I see a lot of wholesale deals. So I just want to help people mainly at this point. Awesome. So Tyrus, how has real estate investing impacted your life so far? Well, hopefully it's been pretty obvious. It's, my life is not stress-free, but it's a lot less stressful. It's freed up a lot of time. I do a lot of traveling. My wife and I travel a lot. So obviously there's the resources are there. I don't want to dwell on that, but I've had a lot of success. So it's just mainly I live a a very stress-free life. And that's the biggest impact, I would say. And if there's one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started, what would that be? that the wholesalers are out there. (laughs) That's the biggest one right there. I mean, because the vast majority of people, they don't know that there are wholesalers in real estate. They know there's wholesalers and other things, you know, like appliances or something, but wholesalers in real estate, most people don't even know that. So knowing that there are wholesale real estate and wholesalers out there in real estate and knowing how to find them, what to look for Mm -hmm. is huge. So I have a follow-up question to that as well. So let's say if someone is looking, they're looking at the MLS, they're looking at different ways, they're door knocking, and they're doing all these different strategies, and they see a typical price range for what houses could be buying for them. And then they come across a wholesaler who has you know, a much better pricing and the returns that they're able to get are much better. Maybe the first thing that they come across in their mind is, is this too good to be true? Like, Where are the wholesalers finding this from? How do you differentiate between a true good wholesaler versus one that may be potentially you know, not so great? And that's a very good question because there are people that are truly wholesalers 
And there's other people that call themselves wholesalers. So let's take 10, 10 different wholesalers. So I'm going to have that in the back of my mind. Okay, so you have to first know your market. Let's say it's a buyer's market and a wholesale deal in this buyer's market is 60% of ARV. Now let's try to keep the numbers simple. So let's say the ARV and the ARV is based off of recent sold comps, not just asking price on the MLS, but recent sold comps in the area. So the ARV is what I say, 300,000, right? So a wholesale deal is uh, 60% of that, so 180. So if I see, I'm in a buyer's market and they say the ARV is 300,000 and I'm selling it for 180. Okay, so that's crucial right there. So there's two things that you wanna verify. Here's my point. There's two things that you wanna verify. You wanna verify that the ARV is truly an ARV, that those numbers, so they say 300,000 is the ARV. Well, you go and look at the sold comps and the sold comps support that ARV of 300,000. That's the first piece. The second piece is the rehab estimate. If they say it's 20,000 and it actually be it actually is 20,000, you have a true wholesaler. However, if they're fudging on any one of those numbers, if they say the ARV is 300,000 but the sold comps are 280, well wait a minute. That's not going to work. And also on the rehab estimate, they say it's 20,000, but it's more like 30 or 40,000. We are fudging on the numbers there. So that right there, you're in a different category. I'm going to put you over here. I'm going to make some notes. Probably not going to deal with you in the future. But I know my other true wholesalers are over here in this bucket. I'm going to be dealing with them. So, and that happens. You'll have some that are true wholesalers, some that are not. But it's based on those two things, the, the rehab estimate and the ARV. And that just comes with experience and reviewing deals and looking at things and comparison. And like you mentioned, just knowing your market and what you can anticipate out there. So you're able to quickly look at these deals and make it the decision whether or not it's a good deal. Yes. And if you have access to sold comps, you can research that really quickly. In terms of the rehab estimate, you walk through. And what I do is I have a list. And mainly the, the larger ticket items like the HVAC, the plumbing, is there any foundation problems, things like that. And I'll make a note. And I already know how much these materials are going to cost. I know I have a pretty good estimate of the labor. So when I'm walking through the house, I'm making notes. And it doesn't have to be exact, but fairly close. We shouldn't be way off. So. And Tyrus, what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing? Real estate investing. Well, there's a couple of things. One is buying from wholesalers. What I'm saying right here, buying from wholesalers, knowing your market, knowing the wholesale buying criteria, and also delegate. Because if you think about it, I'm running the business. So I really need to delegate as much as I can to other people. So I delegate, whether it's the subcontractors, you know, I'll let them do the work. I could do it myself, but that would not be a good use of my time. So I delegate that to other people. And I focus on the strategic high level thinking. So that's a better use of my time. Awesome. And Tyrus, how can our listeners find out more about you and reach out and follow you in your journey? Sure. Well, I appreciate that. As I mentioned earlier, I'm having a free Zoom call. And if they go to zoomcall.getthedealsnow.com, they can be part of that call. And I'm going to teach them eight different ways. I'm going to actually show them how. And I'm not just going to say, this is what you need to do. I'm going to show you how to do it eight different ways to find wholesalers in your area. And I'm also going to give you a wholesale 
cell number and email address of a wholesaler. So you can contact that person directly. And the other thing is I would suggest joining my Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash get the deals now. So those two ways are really good, especially in the Facebook group. Well, all of it is important, but you can communicate with me when you join the group and back and forth. So Awesome. Thank you so much again for your time today, Tyrus. Thank you, Eileen. I appreciate you having me on. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, Check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.